is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For part two with S.J. Arniger, we continue the conversation on education versus entertainment, her previous time at Playbill and her current time at iHeartRadio Broadway. We also discuss daily rituals and leading with kindness. So I hope you enjoy part two with S.J. Arniger. Now, the tricky part, too, is is giving it's basically giving people permission to think outside of the social. Absolutely. Box. <laughs> yep. It's and it's hard because I think you've got those very passionate teachers who it's performance, performance, dance, dance, box step, box step, time step. You know, it's all of that, which is great. Like yeah. you are going to have those students that are going to want to go on to the CCMs and the Point Parks and the Juilliards. But maybe what about those kids that want to go into, you know, sound design or scenic design? Like, I think those students also need to be spurred on to have moments to go, there is space for me. And how can I make space for myself? And I think that starts with the teachers and, of course, parents as well. But I think we have to sometimes realize that it's not Broadway is not just about the dancers, the hoofers and, and the movers. It's about. Yeah. a collective body of people that we sometimes tend to forget when we're bringing up the next generation of theater makers and theater lovers. Yeah. Yeah. You're so, you're absolutely so right. It's yeah. Yeah. And I'm curious as well, you know, especially working with these, I mean, these are communications platforms that you're, yeah. you're working on. How have you gotten better at communicating? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think with, when I was at, Playbill, I was doing everything theater education wise on my own, but I had a small team that I could go to yeah. at iHeart. It's, it tends to be just me doing a lot of things at iHeart. So I have to sometimes stop and go, oh no, you can actually ask for help. Like you can actually go to your team and say, I can't necessarily do this on my own. How can you help me? Sure. So I think I am, I am growing at trying to ask for help. Um, the best as I can. Sometimes it gets a little tricky when you're, you know, doing an interview, going into a podcast, going into an event. So sometimes it can get a little overwhelming. But I think, uh, I think communication is, uh, communication is different based on where you are at that moment. Sometimes it could just be saying, hey, I need to talk for a second, or hey, I need you to take over this project and just let me help you not you help me. So I think it, it, I think it depends on the situation to be perfectly honest. That comes with a lot of confidence to be able to say, I don't know. <laughs> no, it does. Literally. I, I think one of the strongest things that somebody can say is I need help. Yeah. Or yeah. I don't know the answer to this question, but let's figure out how to make it happen. You don't have to have the answer to everything. And sometimes I think people want to prove their worth by knowing everything. And I mm. think it's better to say, I don't know. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Are there changes you've made, uh, especially through the pandemic that have increased positivity and decreased negativity in your life? I, uh, so me doing this, the on-camera portion of iHeartRadio Broadway was never supposed to happen. It was never anything that was in the job description. I was only supposed to be the director of iHeartRadio Broadway and to create this platform. And then during the pandemic, 
uh, I didn't have anybody to do interviews. We weren't going anywhere. Everything was turning over to Zoom. Mm. And we had an opportunity to interview Dame Elaine Page uh, for one of the Andrew Lloyd Webber events that were happening during the pandemic. And I said, well, shit, I have no one. Can I swear on the podcast? Yes. I'm so sorry. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I said, I have nobody to do this, but I am Elaine Page's biggest fan. So, well, I guess I'll do it. And so my first foray into on-camera interviewing, and I normally do all the behind the scenes, press junkets, red carpets, but on camera, my first was Elaine Page in her beautiful townhouse in the West End. And I was a nervous wreck. And she wound up tweeting at SJ Arniger, thank you so much. That was one of the best interviews for iHeartRadio Broadway. And I was like, well, that boosted my confidence. And so I went from that to, well, maybe I can do this. So yeah. it, uh, it, I think that moment because of her and saying, well, I'll do it. Uh, why not? Has kind of changed my uh has really changed my life in a lot of ways i'm now being asked to do interviews with huge people or doing junkets with netflix or you know getting invited to red carpets and interviewing people i'm not a huge name at all i don't say that at all but i'm being given opportunities that i never thought and i am taking up space that i never thought i would and i'm saying well why not me why not me if somebody else can do it why not me so i think that's the biggest um change that has happened in the pandemic has given me this uh, boost of confidence to be able to do this stuff that I'm doing with iHeart. Mm. Why not me? I like that. Why not me? Yeah. Yeah. How has this, you know, with everything that's gone on now through the pandemic and up to this point, how are you viewing achievement versus fulfillment? If you look at the two? Um, I think, I think it's a little bit of a challenge because when you run a platform, you are kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for? You're 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 marked by the numbers that you get, your impression levels, your tune in numbers, all of that. So I constantly worry like what our impression levels are for each month. And you know, I have meetings with the big bosses to make sure we're hitting all of our earmarks or book uh, benchmarks, excuse me. Um, but at some point, I had to stop and go this isn't all you are. Your achievements are not just a number. Your achievements are also how you've created iHeartRadio Broadway as a destination within the Broadway community now. Mm -hmm. You're now being included, the platform's being included in all things Broadway, Tony Awards, red carpet, you know, press events and whatever. So I have to stop and go, numbers are one thing, but getting us to where we are in the last three years, and we launched, we, uh, it was a year and then the pandemic hit. So we had only been a baby for one year before we kind of had to re-strategize how we were going to work. So yeah. I think I think it's a, I think it's a matter of taking a step back and going. You should be very proud of yourself for everything that you've accomplished with something so new in a community where so many things have been established for so many years. The Playbills, the Broadway.coms, the Broadway Worlds, yeah. who were all amazing entities and amazing platforms, but you helped grow something in the middle of a pandemic. And you're now being asked to do all this stuff. So I think achievement and fulfillment kind of go hand in hand, but you have to stop and go, you're not just an analytic number. How else are you making yourself happy? Yeah, it's wild, especially when it launched through the pandemic to now. And, you know, kudos, it's become an institution. <laughs> Thank very you. Quickly. <laughs> I'm, very, we're, I'm very excited to, to be where we are today and 
we're moving into a little bit of a different direction now that we're doing a lot more in person and, and Broadway is back. Thank God. Um, but those two years were, it was hard. <laughs> it was hard. It was waking up every day going, okay, what do I do now? How is this going to work? And, and somehow we, we made it happen with my little small, my small dedicated team. I have this brilliant digital uh, producer named Deanna Moore, who has been by my side, helping me edit and, and do all the things that needed to happen. So I give her major kudos for helping along the way. What what is your day looking like? How are you scheduling yourself with so many so much happening? How are you finding time for you? Do you have morning rituals? What does it look like? <laughs> um, it's a little bit of the days that I get to work from home because we're now back into a little bit of a hybrid situation. Mm. I have to go. Okay, you're going to be in an event tonight. You're going to be at a show tonight. So maybe sleep in an extra half an hour. That's like my big thing for myself is the extra half an hour sleep in. Um, and taking the time to drink my coffee and to fully wake up before I truly answer emails. But for me every day, literally for the last two years has been different. It's been, Mm. you know, podcast development or going to a show or going to an event. Like my days are very different. But as long as I have that like extra half an hour sleep in on the days that I get to work from home, those are the, those are the mornings that I treasure the most. (laughs) Are there any common pieces of incorrect advice you're hearing within the entertainment industry or in life? Mm, I would say a lot of people tend to say that Broadway is a very small industry. Mm. Everyone knows each other. We don't. (laughs) I think that is part of the misconception. I know that there are people that know everybody in the industry, but I can go to an event and meet somebody for the first time and they've worked in the same industry with me for the last 15, 20 years. So I think that's a little bit of a misconception that everyone knows everybody. That is not true. I I don't know everybody and I'm just learning to meet certain people. So I think that's my biggest misconception about this industry that we all know each other. It's much larger than one might think. It, it actually is much larger. Uh, do you have? Well, and I and I yeah. I think that's part like going from the education world, education licensing, and then moving into like content creation and working with the ad agencies. You meet a whole new world of people. Mm. So I again don't necessarily think that it's the smallest world. We do tend to gossip a lot about people, <laughs> but it's not it's not a small industry at all. No, yeah, much larger than one might think. Is there? Do you have um, favorite books? Most gifted books come to mind. My my favorite book uh, is a book. I'm a I'm a big foodie. I I when I lost my voice, I actually almost went to become a pastry chef as a little sidebar conversation. Um, there is uh, Gabrielle Hamilton who owns Prune Restaurant downtown, mm. uh, which I don't even know if is still open during the pandemic. She has a book called Blood, Butter, and Bones. Mm. She has her MFA in creative writing on top of being the chef. And her story about her upbringing and how she became who she is today is one of the most fascinating books. And it's also a book that really delves into what you think your path is going to be on life is not necessarily what you plan out because her path goes in so many different directions. She was married, had kids, lived on basically a commune farm. Now she has a wife. Uh, It's like uh, she's got this amazing restaurant. Like her life story is absolutely fascinating and she is a brilliant writer. So I would say Blood, Blood, Butter and Bones by Gabrielle Hamilton. Mm. 
Hmm. Uh, this this conversation's just been fantastic. So thank you for taking the time. Uh, of course. As, as we wrap it up here, uh, metaphorically speaking, if you could put a word or a phrase on a billboard for millions of people to see, does anything mm-hmm. come to mind? So it's a phrase that my parents raised me with, which I think describes me to a T. It's better to know a little about a lot than a lot about a little. I love that. Yeah, and you can do so much more with that. Correct. Correct. Yep. I think it all, it, it basically, it just explore, like don't just pigeonhole yourself into one topic that you're going to have for the rest of your life. I love learning new things. If I could be a professional student for the rest of my life, I would be a professional student for the rest of my life. Mm. And I'd rather have this arsenal of information so I can always go to a dinner party and be able to be part of any conversation in the room. It's just how my parents raised myself and my brother's. Yeah, it keeps you way more versatile. <laughs> Absolutely. And you're not just talking about Broadway. You can actually talk about other things on top of it. <laughs> you, you can contribute to the rest of the world's conversation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has just been fantastic. Before we wrap up, is there anything else you want to add here today? I would say this world has been so fraught with so many crazy things over the last several years. I mean, just the last couple of weeks alone on top of the ongoing pandemic, my attitude is to lead with kindness. If you can lead with kindness, you can help change the world to be a better place. Um, We all have to deal with so much stuff. And if your kindness can change one person's day, let that kindness change one person's day. I feel that from you. And I'm sure other listeners will too. So thank you for taking the time. I hope so. Thank you. This has been amazing. People of the world, S.J. Arniger. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening. <laughs>